0: Hey, hey, it's Kels and it's time to lean. So this week, me and Inger are talking all about benefits at work. So this is health benefits, extended benefits, all sorts of different things that we kind of try to cover. Because let's be real, it is confusing. It's a lot of work. I've talked to numerous people who are like, I don't have time to try to find providers and figure out what I need. So we're going to try to demystify some of that. In my previous work life, I managed and developed a health plan for both Canada and the U.S. And before then, I missed out on so many things that I should have been kind of utilizing proactively for my future. And just because it feels good to take care of yourself, I am all about self-care. And this is a great way to give yourself some love. So we're going to share some tips and insight on how to make the most out of your benefits at work. So When you look at your total compensation at work, a big part is the cost of your health benefits, especially in the U.S. Employers pay on average $15,000 per employee per year in the U.S. to provide medical. And then you also pay into that if you are on their medical plan. In Canada, it's less, approximately $4,000 per person per year. But that's still a big chunk of money that organizations actually include in your total compensation. So when they're looking at being competitive, they're really looking at here is your salary, here is your bonus potential, here's your benefits. And that's what they look at when they're looking at market data and all of those things. Most companies, some don't do all that work, but that's a big part of total compensation. Anyways. Benefits are super, super underutilized. Most people use them reactively instead of proactively. When you get injured or sick, you go and you see somebody, you go see a doctor, you go see a physiotherapist, you go see a specialist. But quite often before things get to injury or sickness, we are just kind of ignoring them and putting them off when you can really be proactive and take care of yourself. So we're going to do we're going to cover everything from like, you know, some tips around navigating your health benefits, your medical benefits, some things you should look out for in your organization. There's plenty of benefits that you might not even know that you're eligible for, like commuting benefit. There's there's ways for you to save money in all different areas of your life. We're going to talk about, you know, different resources that you can access to help use your benefits and just share some tips. So, sit back. I'm going to grab a wine and I'm going to grab Inga so we can get this conversation started. And we're going to talk all about how to save yourself a headache, save some money when it comes to your healthcare and your work. We're back. I know. I feel like we always start with that. We're back. Yeah, but we are. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We're back. I mean, we um, get together once a week to do this. So we're back.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes things get messed up, like, you know, completely renovating a building and it being too loud to actually record. So you might have noticed it's been a week
1: or two or a few weeks. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, life happens. We try to take it not as too seriously. So it's when life gets in the way, we just roll with it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think that the... Payoff is going to be a beautiful apartment, so it's worth it. But we do this for fun, and we just want to share as much information as we can. And you know, we're we're working through it.
1: Yeah, it's been like hell the last <laughs> few weeks with construction outside. My my windows got replaced. I don't know if anybody out there lives in an apartment that's had like a major renovation to the exterior and the roof. You know what I'm talking about. So it was my turn. To get like all my windows replaced and the siding and they didn't do rain screening and the balcony and just everything. So it's been very noisy and it's been hard to really. I'm like, where do I go? What do I do? I can't, I can't work at Starbucks all day. That's that's not great either. So I'm like co-working spaces. Like, hey mom. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like so grateful I still have a mom.
0: So I'm like, mom, can I just come hang out at your house? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mind you, I mean, then you came to my house and we were going to record there and then we could hear too much cuz my mom lives downstairs. So, I mean, you know, like we've we've been going through it, but yeah. we're we're happy to be here and talking about health and benefits today. Yeah, because we don't use them enough. I mean, from
1: personal experience too, and I find so many people and this was myself included, in the beginning, don't even know what benefits are available, what their employers provide, what's covered in their benefits plan, if they have one, where to find that information. And, you know, not only use it reactively, but actually also use it proactively so that you, you know, can take advantage of the things that is part of your like total compensation package. Totally.
0: Totally. And right now it is mental health month. And so here is my reminder to use your mental health benefits now and not just wait till you're like, oh, it's November and my benefits are going to reset in a month and a bit. I should use them. Start booking that. Start talking to a therapist. It's mental health month. It's important. And you might have benefits that you can use. Yeah. And
1: something that I was like a huge advocate for as a leader when I worked in corporate was... um, And not every company offers this, but most people don't even know that it's available is an EAP program. So short for Employee Assistance Program. And very often, that is in addition to... The health coverage, or you know, some of the other benefits that you may get, like maybe you get a credit for a gym membership, or you know, some some other goodies. Um, but this is something actually that the company provides that is often ninety nine point nine nine to one hundred percent free, um, and gives you additional mental health services legal aid, you know, all kinds of like ways to help you cope around stress. There can be like trauma counseling, like grief management. There's all kinds of services that are often covered under the EIP program. And it's devastating how little employees know about that. So I'm like really passionate about it.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I think that brings me to like kind of the first point, which is how to figure out what is covered by your benefits. So quite often when you have a health and benefits plan, if you're in the US, it's usually active within a month of starting. So like on the first of the month following your start date is when it usually goes live. And so that's all happening in the background. And then they'll send you out information that gives you you know, everything that's coverage, all of your information, you'll have to enroll on with some choices and stuff like that. But that usually happens pretty quickly when you're hired in the US. And then in Canada, it's common practice to grant benefits after 90 days. So it might be a month into working or sometimes it's right away. You get to go in and make your, you know, enrollment options, choose between different plans. If you have that, a lot of places just have one plan and that's what you get but you'll have the opportunity to go through and make choices if you have them and sign up for your benefits. So when you do that, you have to figure out what's covered. And there's a lot of like kind of questions. How does it compare to your last benefits program? Is your doctor covered by the new one? And there's just so many questions to kind of figure out and Luckily in the age of digital everything these days, most benefits now have an app that you can kind of go into and see everything that is covered. And what I usually recommend to people as they're kind of looking out for what it is is look at what you currently use first and see how does the coverage compare so that you can kind of look at your normal habits, maybe it's going to the dentist on a regular basis, does that change at all? Or, you know, Physio, massage, anything that's under there, does anything need to change in order for you to maintain? And then take a look at what else there is.
1: Yeah. You know, you have options. And I would say most employers don't do a great job of explaining it. They might provide you with like a brochure, or, you know, it's like, here, go to this place on like our home intranets situation. And of course you you probably always have access to an HR business partner that could walk you through some things, but mostly they're going to rely on you to understand your own benefits and understand what you have so you can make it easy for yourself.
0: For sure. And I think like once you start looking at like what do you currently have and what do you need in the future, the other thing that can really come into play is how to make sure that your provider or is covered, or how do you find a provider that is covered? So in Canada, like most things are going to be the same across benefits, different providers. Um, a good example is most healthcare benefits providers will cover a certain level of accreditation for um, therapists. And that's usually pretty standard across. So If you have a therapist that is covered and they have their RCC or different credentials, they'll probably remain covered. But what might change is, do they do direct billing? Do you have to pay out of pocket first and then get reimbursed? Or do they take care of it and you don't actually have to put out the money first? Because that can be a barrier to care for some people. If they have to pay out of pocket, they have to wait till they have that extra money to be able to pay for it and then get reimbursed which is usually pretty quick but it could take, you know, a few business days. So keeping that in mind, like how does that change is a big thing? And then in the states, the way that they have networks, does your doctor you currently have or other care provider are they covered under the same network? So going from one benefits provider might cover everything that you're used to and then you get a new benefits provider and it no longer covers and so you would have to pay a higher price for your deductible. Um, in order to continue seeing that doctor or find somebody who does, you know, fall in the network, if you will.
1: Yeah. So there's, I mean, we could, we could probably talk for days and days about medical health benefits, but um, often you also have choices for dental and for eyes and, and then maybe some other benefits like childcare subsidizing or gym memberships or just other sort of like employment benefits as part of your Total compensation, and um, I think that's where it like gets interesting, and you can really where some employers really differentiate themselves from others in what they're willing to provide in terms of lifestyle support, health and wellness. Those sort of things all sort of like tie into the same stuff, and so I think it comes down to making sure that you're using your health benefits not just as critical care, but also as like everyday life care.
0: Totally. Like even mentioning earlier with like EAP, sometimes they'll give you free legal advice. So you could be talking to a lawyer rather than paying out yeah. to, to, to begin with. But you brought up a good thing. Like ones I've seen is, you know, child care is definitely a big one. Flexible healthcare like accounts. So that could be like people can get new running shoes can fall under some of these ones. Yeah, And then the other one that comes up is there's a lot of states that have commuter benefits. And That's I right. I know in my last company so we had a commuter benefit for our US people so they get it at a tax lower tax rate which saves them a bunch of money and then in Canada we tried to match it so we provided something there too for commuters so if people were coming in on buses or anything like that they would have a way to supplement that from us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that really shows the difference between employers that care about their employees. And those who are just sort of like, you know, typical corporate run, run of the mill kind of stuff. Something that I think is that all companies should do is, I mean, we're so lucky in Canada that we get maternity benefits through the government, through employment insurance. But in the US, there is no like real... Universal in like any meaningful way that you can take time off with your family when you're having a baby, whether that's like, you know, through like natural birth or through surrogacy or through adoption, all of those things. But I think like they're really part of what makes a company's benefits competitive is if they top up your maternity benefits and actually allow you to like they're going to take care of you. Through either your full salary or a percentage of that while you are raising a baby.
0: Yeah. And I think that a lot more organizations are becoming more progressive in that mm-hmm. aspect. Like it's become a competitive edge. Yes. But if you choose a big company to work for, you're more likely going to get some of those benefits than some of the smaller organizations and startups and stuff like that because of just even buying power and ability to really do those things but i agree i think that there should be a minimum mm-hmm. for people going out to, be able to become a parent whether that's a baby or a dog but that's just me <laughs> as like child free <laughs> by choice i do think and wish that i could have some time off to adopt puppies and i am not comparing <laughs> uh, yeah it's don't even hard. get me started <laughs> I'm not saying it's as hard, so maybe it wouldn't be as long, but there's other things.
1: Yeah, there's there's things. I mean, the pet thing is real and, you know, they really do become part of your family and there is a lot of training initially and, you know, some workplaces allow you to bring your pets. I don't I've always wondered if really thought about like the liability like liability issues around that. I I think it's like less common now, but there was a period of time In like mid twenty tens, where that was like pretty popular. Yeah. And I'm like, what if this dog bites someone in your office? I don't know. It's luckily I didn't ever have to deal with that, but that's a total sidebar.
0: Well, yeah. And we could probably look into that for an episode (laughs) on like now I'm curious. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm curious. But but yeah, pets, you know,
1: animals uh, and for many people are considered as close as, as children. So, I mean, it's not the same as someone who's had a has a kid,
0: but there's like merits there. There's there's things to to argue there. I agree. Well, and I mean, I've had many conversations with different folks about, you know, having almost like some time, like almost like a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. For like to take care of yourself and your family, even if it isn't a new baby or a child, you know, so I think that there is some things there about like, how do you provide more opportunities for people to care for themselves? without having to take a leave for mental health reasons. And that could be a reward-based things. I know one time I was talking with an organization about creating like a sabbatical program. Like once you hit a certain amount of years, you can take six months off paid. And that could be for different things, but there's something to be said for having time to focus on your family, however you choose that family to be. It could be, you know, I know people who... Have taken in older children who maybe aren't actually adopting them, but there's something there's some work to be done there there's there's yeah. you're you're building a family um so I think that there is different reasons outside of you know having a baby to be considered on top of that, and I do believe mothers and parents and you know childbearing folks should be given enough time to heal and take care of their baby and have proper coverage when they're gone yeah and
1: take care of themselves
0: yep absolutely so i could like totally agree
1: with that you know sometimes recovery can be complicated it can be lengthy and i mean we don't even need to get into the cliche sleepless nights and like you know all the other things that go with having a new baby the anxiety the you know all the newness and uncertainty can really take a toll. So, uh, so yeah, definitely adequate time is necessary. It blows my mind that some people only get a few weeks or are back at work after two weeks. I'm like, first of all, like bow down. Second of all, like how are you doing that? And third of all, I'm like devastated that you you know that you can't have more time. And sometimes the financial constraints are just don't allow for that. So I really think there is an onus on the employer to to add that into their benefits program.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, most people who have such short periods are part-time. And so, mm-hmm. you know, really advocating for part-time benefits of some sort, I think is a responsible thing to do for leaders in organizations these days. So, you know, sometimes like I know like Starbucks and, you know, the program East room, we put in some part-time benefits and it might not be the same as the full benefits package, but some coverage, if something happens, some coverage, if like for leave rights, those types of things, because quite often you'll see somebody, you'll see, you know, a new parent that is about to give birth and they have two different jobs that are like 15, 20 hours a week, you know, or mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. But because they're not working a full time job, they don't have access to some of those things. So luckily, like depending on your state, you might have, you know, six to eight week weeks coverage, but not always. Like that's not always there either. So that's quite often when people fall through the cracks. And I think that's an opportunity for organizations.
1: Yeah. And like, come on, six to eight weeks, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) really. (laughs) Yeah. Just like got a baby out of my body. (laughs) Yeah. Six, eight weeks.
0: Fuck you. (laughs) So I think, you know, like there's the whole thing about like figuring out what benefits you have, what you can use, all the different types that your organization might offer. But I think that there's then, you know, almost planning. On using your benefits, so there's some planning that can get involved um, in order to utilize them to the best of your ability, and so that's really moving into that mindset of I'm going to use them proactively versus reactively when I get injured. I know up until the last maybe four or five years, I never would go get a massage or go to physio or anything like that unless I was dealing with an injury. So that was the reason. If if something went wrong then I would go and try to fix what was hurting. But now I'm like, no, I can go see a physiotherapist for just like, I mean, maybe it's now that I'm in my 40s. But, you know, like <laughs> I know from sitting a lot, I'll get a so sore lower back. So I'm not injured, but seeing a physiotherapist can help me figure out what stretches are right, what I should be doing. They can talk to you about ergonomic setup. Like there's so much that can be offered with just like almost like a tune up. You don't wait to like Your car breaks down to change the oil and you know, have a tune up and check in on things. You do it proactively so that it's less likely to happen. Put yourself on a
1: maintenance plan, yes, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's That's what I did, honestly. Uh, Same, same deal. I like first, I don't know, 15 years of my life was just like go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Never thought about the benefits until I needed them. And and same last like five, six years, I really started um, like scheduling in those massages. And every time, and I would try to schedule things out like for the year, like teeth cleaning dentist. I'm like, okay, I'm going. And then before I even leave the office or before I even leave the practitioner, I'm like booking for the next one. Um, And I just keep it on my calendar because like, if it's not on my calendar, it's not happening that like out of sight, out of mind object permanence. It's like, if it's not in front of me, it's in, like, doesn't exist. So, so I would, you know, that really helped me get into a rhythm of, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see the dentist twice a year, book that out you know and and then and then every time i go i just like add like the second one and i i keep adding it and same with massages i would book them and then immediately try and book like the next one um and i did that with physio as well too for a while and you know some months and years are better than others but maxing out your benefits every year that's you're paying for that with your time with your employer so if you're not using it it's like it's like you're taking your hard-earned money, energy and time and like throwing it in the parking lot and setting it on fire. You just you you're you've paid for that through the hours that you have spent working.
0: Yeah, for sure. And if you look at it like as a maintenance plan, you can also work with your providers to figure out what is the best way to utilize that. So, you know, like I've seen some plans they might have like $500 to go towards one like physio. So maybe that's like four to five sessions, depending on length of like, depending on so many things. So if you talk to your physiotherapist and, you know, be like, you know, what would you recommend? How do I put this into my life? They might tell you, okay, let's do five sessions across six weeks. And then after that, you should go to massage. And then after that, you should go to acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Like whatever's covered in your plan, they might be able to come up with a holistic plan for you to take it and use utilize it the best to your ability. Good point. I like that. Yeah. And so many places have them all under one roof. So they're like, let's work together and use these benefits.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. The place I go to now has like everything. I go see my naturopath, you know, every few weeks. And I, you know, it's also covered under my but every time I go, I'm like already booking for the next one. I'm planning out sort of the year. It's in my calendar. This, you know, this month I go for massage, next month I go for IV. You know, then I'm have a follow-up with my functional medicine doctor and you know, every on like a schedule I'm doing, you know, seeing my therapist and it's just it, it's great because it keeps me accountable. Um it keeps me using my benefits and it's proactively, you know, like it's my maintenance plan. Yeah, I love it. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And it being like May right now, mental health month and 7 months left in the year, so most Um, benefits not all some have wacky dates based on their fiscal year or whatever but a lot of benefits do january to december so you're almost halfway through the year right now and so thinking about how can you utilize for the rest of the year the other thing is may is mental health month and it's so important that you really look at how can a therapist maybe help me and again you can talk to them and say you know like this is the coverage i have how can we use that the best of my ability and some people will be like depending on what you're working through as well sometimes it's just like yeah let's do like four back to back sessions and then have one a month or two down the road like there's different ways that they'll work with you to make it accessible based on the coverage that you have
1: yeah. And I just want to call something out. I know that like 90% of you guys listening right now are like, oh, I, like, I, I don't need a therapist. Like, I'm good. I don't like I'm 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 fine. I don't have issues. I don't have like childhood trauma. Like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just tired. I'm just exhausted or I'm just normal or I'm like a happy person. I don't need therapy. Like, what are you talking about? This is not for me. Um, And I think that too often we think that therapy is like, it again, reactive and that you're going for a specific reason because something bad happened and you're struggling and it's about emotion and it's about mental health and it's about grief and it's about all of these quote unquote like negative things. And really a therapist is not just there. For processing trauma, or you know, burnout, or mental health, or you know, it, it's not just for that. A therapist can also be if you select the right kind of. Th- there's all different kinds of therapy out there, but even just using those benefits to see someone to build your confidence, it, it doesn't have to be addressing something. It can be building something too, and so. If you're one of those people listening and thinking, "Oh, I don't need I don't need a therapist." If you have those benefits, go use them and be strategic about it. Find a therapist that can help you work on something like building your strengths and not just, you know, focusing on the things that you're struggling with, but you can get someone to help you build your confidence or self-esteem or productivity or, you know, there's all kinds of like coping mechanisms that you can work through that don't have to be related to, you know, f- like feeling inadequate because, you know, there's something going on in your life. I just wanted to make that point because I too often mental health and therapy and counseling is surrounded by this dark cloud. And it doesn't have to be that at all. It can actually be like extremely performance enhancing and like bring a lot of joy and gratitude into your life. And and really for a while, I exclusively saw my therapist just to like practice joy and gratitude and to help manifest and, and stuff like that. So, you know, just think of it as a secret weapon.
0: Absolutely. And I was going to say like I I'm in I'm a coach so I work with people on that forward thinking and I'm actually looking for a therapist to help me with my own confidence to, so I can start you know almost practicing what I preach cuz I need that as well and really it is that forward thinking I've worked with therapists in the past to help heal things now I'm like okay how do I get to the next level
1: Yeah I totally see it as like a performance enhancing activity and it's not because I don't I'm not grateful right now and I don't experience joy or it's not because I'm not confident and so I need to fix that it's like I am confident but I would like to be delusional. So <laughs> so you know it's it's not because there's something wrong necessarily. It doesn't have to be because there's something wrong. It can just be something that you want to explore or you want to get better at or you need help accessing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're getting to the end of our time. I have one additional tip that when it comes to like health and benefits, I wish more people knew. And that is most plans have like a helpline and it's actually a benefits concierge service. So it's especially, you know, big in the US. I was working with somebody recently and I was trying to refer them to find a provider for something. And they were like, it's just so much work. I've got to check if they're in network. This is somebody in the States. I've got to check and find people in network. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And like the list goes on. And then all of a sudden, it's this bigger thing than it needs to be. And so I let them know. I'm like, if you call or email or chat in to your benefits provider and you tell them, I am looking for this type of provider. They should do direct billing. They should do be in network. All the things that you're looking for, specialties... They will come back to you and say, here's people that we recommend. And that cuts down on so much legwork that you have to do. Mm -hmm. Canada as well, you can chat in and say, I want people who direct bill to this plan. And they will find people. So there's a lot of things that you can do just by reaching out to get what you need and get somebody else to do the legwork because the legwork is what takes a lot of time.
1: Yeah, that's where I get lost. I mean, I have ADHD, so... If there's too many steps, it's like I'm not doing it. So just go go straight for the jugular. Go get them on chat and get
0: your information and get healthy. Yes. So it is May. You've got like six months, really. Even though it's almost seven months. Well, December's a write-off. Let's be real. Yes. I was going to say, I mean, book now if you want any appointments in December because yeah. they it's the busiest time of year for any Because that's provider. when people wake up. Exactly. They're like, oh, I better use this. I didn't. Um, so this is your sign to go book the care that you want to use to get ahead in life to be proactive, to take care of your body, mind, and even soul because it feels good when you're taking care of yourself and just really, really show yourself some love, yeah, maximize
1: those benefits,
0: yes, which reminds me i I need to book a couple of appointments. <laughs> But I'm going to get right on that. (laughs) Yeah, let's get on it. I'm not letting you leave here before that's not done. Yeah, (laughs) sounds good. All right. So have a wonderful week out there. And remember, be a leaner, not a wiener. (laughs)